Uh, we have a very special presentation today. Okay, I'll let uh, uh, my wife Athalia introduce uh, the presentation. But but how many of you were at camp two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 those of you who were at camp two weeks ago, you will know that um, it's been breakneck. Yeah, Good Friday, Easter, camp, then Mother's Day. So we got home after camp and we were just totally knocked out for like two days, you know. Um, and then we thought, hey, you know what? we got to do something for Mother's Day. So we kind of cobbled this together in about one week, okay? So all the props and the story, the stories from a book, you know? And, and this is very meaningful to us. So we just want to uh, 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 present this story to you. Um, and then I'll be preaching in continuation of the story that you'll be reading. It's called The Paper Dolls, you know? And there'll be some parts of the reading, okay? So my dear wife, Athalia, will be doing the reading, but there'll be some parts of it um, that will be a little repetitive. You know how children's books, there'll be repetition. And once you get the hang of it, feel free to repeat along, you know, with the children, okay? Children, you guys there, right? Where are you? I don't see any of y'all. Oh, there you are, yeah. They are there, they are there, right? All right, all right. So, um, without any other ado, Tay, why don't you take it away? Hello, welcome. Okay, before I get into this, just want to say that uh, we're, we're kind of like doing um, a story telling, story reading, and it's, I was thinking, uh, it's for those of y'all who miss being read to by your mothers, or who may never even remember having been read to by your mothers. So this is for everyone, for your inner child, okay? Enjoy. All right, like very excited to present to you The Paper Dolls by Julia Donaldson, by SB Kids Theatre. Let's give them a hand, yay! Okay. There was once a girl who had tiger slippers. Hello and a ceiling with stars on it and a butterfly hair side that she kept losing and two goldfish and a nice mother who helped her to make some paper dolls <laughs> They were Tiki, Tacky, Jackie the Backy and Jim with two noses and Joe with the bow and they danced and they jumped and they sang, and they met a dinosaur who clawed and roared and said, I'm going to eat you. But the paper doll sang, you can't get us, oh no, 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 we're holding hands and we won't let go. We're Tiki and Tacky and Jackie the Backy. And Jim with two noses, and Joe with the bow. And they jumped onto a bus. Bang! And rode to a farmyard and danced with the pigs. <laughs> Piggy dance off. Then they lay on the rooftop and stared at the stars till a tiger slunk out of his den and he crouched and snarled, and he said, I'll leap up and catch you. But the paper doll sang, you can't catch us, oh no, no, no. We're holding hands and we won't let go. We're Tiki and Tacky and Jackie the Backy and Jim with two noses and Joe with the bow. And they floated down the stairs and they danced round the honeypot and kick crumbs explored an island till a fierce crocodile <laughs> grinned his grin. <laughs> Where's the crocodile? <laughs> and gnashed his teeth. Oh, <laughs> crocodiles. <is it? laughs> and said, I'm coming to crunch you. But the paper dolls laughed and sang. Let's go. You can't crunch us. Oh, no, no, no. We're holding hands and we won't let go. We're Tiki and Tacky and Jackie the Backy and Jim with two noses and Joe with the bow. Really good. And they hopped. Hopped into the garden. And they sniffed the flowers 
and chatted to a ladybird and lay down in a forest of grass. But along came a boy <laughs> with a pair of scissors and he said, I'll snip you, villain voice. <laughs> and he did. He snipped them into tiny little pieces. And he said, you're gone forever. Oh, no. But the paper doll sang very softly. We're not gone. Oh, no, no, no. We're holding hands and we won't let go. We're ticky and tacky and Jackie the backy and Jim with two noses and Joe with the bow. And the pieces all joined together and the paper dolls flew into the little girl's memory where they found white mice and fireworks and a starfish soap and a kind granny and a butterfly hair slide and more and more lovely things each day and each year. And the girl grew into a mother who helped her own little girl make some paper dolls. And they were Puppy and Pinky and Binky the Blinky and Fred with one eyebrow and Flo with the bow. And they jumped and they danced and they sang. <laughs> the end. All right. Well done. Come on, kids. Let's take a bow. One, two, three, go. Give me a... All right, you can go. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed the first ever SB Kids presentation. Thanks so much, SB Kids. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll leave all this on. It's nice. It looks, it, it looks like a, we just had a party, which we did, right? Um, thanks so much. You know, um, I really like this story. Uh, the first time I read it, I, I was like, wow, when the boy cut the, the, the doors, I was like, <laughs> right? And uh, oh, the toys are there. So nice, right? Okay. Now, today I want to share with you all a very short message. It's a Think of it more like a sermonette, okay? Because Mother's Day, we didn't want to like do like, you know, one hour, five minutes of like heavy uh, teaching with like Greek and Hebrew and everything, okay? Uh, so today, I want to share with you a little message on memories, right? On memories, it's a Mother's Day special on what we receive, on what we remember, and on what we pass down, right? What we receive. So everybody say what we receive. What we remember and what we pass down, what we pass down, right? Now, um, we receive, we all receive something from someone. We all, after receiving it, we all store it somewhere. And, and then after storing it, somehow, over the years, it comes back out, right? It, pass, it comes out to be passed down to others. And so, and so, this story made me think of that. Actually, when I think of God, and his relationship to us, it also makes me think of what we receive, what we remember, and what we pass down. You know, it's, uh, it was in this piece of scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, that the Apostle Paul says, Now I would remind you, remind you is remembering language, right? Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also receive, right? And so here, Paul is saying, Paul is saying, writing this to the Corinthian church, he's saying to the church that I received something before. I received something before and having received it, I am now giving it to you as well. And if you read uh, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, before 15, you would have encountered in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul says something very similar to, to this. He says that, For I give to you what I first received. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread, right? Every time, uh, uh, for many, many, much of the times, when we take communion, we remember Jesus saying, uh, uh, Paul saying these words, right? For what I receive, I give to you now, right? So, Let's think about this for a moment, right? For Paul, what did he receive? For him, 
we know that he was uh, an opponent of the church. We know because for those of you who are visiting, we are studying the book of Acts, right? And so, we, in fact, we're right at the cusp of starting Paul's story in a couple of weeks' time. Now, we know that Paul was an opponent of the church. He was saved miraculously by God, right? And then he spent years out in the wilderness, okay, in Arabia, uh, receiving from the Lord. He spent time and more time with the other apostles, receiving from the Lord. He received much. And now, having received that much, he could bring it to the church, in this case, to the church in Corinth, and have something to give. Now, church, when we just heard and saw that story, you know, um, what did that little girl receive? Right? She received the time that she had with her mother right at the start, right? There was, and she had a mother, a nice mother, who helped her to make some paper dolls, right? And so, and so for many of you, how many of you, you have nice memories of, uh, of doing something fun with your mum growing up? You can just give a little wave, right? Um, and for many of us, I think our mums were busy working. Our mums uh, uh, had a hard life. Our mums had to, had to uh, break their backs, you know, um, to put us through school, to put us through university. And today, I don't want to pretend as if all of us have picture-perfect, rose-tinted childhoods. I think many of us may not have had that. So when you see a story like this, it can well be very cute, but it can also, like Mother's Day in general, bring up all kinds of feelings about the things that others have received that I myself did not get to receive, you know? And so this, this, this part of the story speaks to me, especially this next slide, right? Where the mother's got the crocodile. Thank God we found the crocodile, right? And the crocodile comes out. And, and you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Um, the mother was not there in every single scene. In, to some extent, the mother did not need to be there for every single scene. And much in the same way for our own lives, our moms naturally could not have been there for every single moment and every single memory. You'll notice that when she played, when the tiger slipper became the fierce tiger, that was from her own imagination. When the dinosaur came out, right, and chased the, pa the paper dolls, that was also from her imagination. But where does that, 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 that life come from? Right? Where does it come from? It comes from having a mother who would spend time with her, who gave so that she had something to receive. She received the attention. She received the engagement. She received the, the, the acknowledgement. You know, sometimes children move about and, we, and they're almost like grayed out entities to us. Like, oh, children are not in play, right? Is that, uh, our, our field of vision is only, you know, <laughs> a shoulder and above, right? And uh, I grew up uh, with, 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 with the saying, right? Children got ears, no mouth, you know? Like, just, just, just go do your own thing, you know? Um, but you see this mother here on the screen, she goes, she gets into the children's, the child's world. And she spends time with that child, right? And, and, and that gives birth to all kinds of new things, an imagination that, that, that is full of life and all that, right? And later you'll see that it comes back out. I'll share with you that when I was growing up, I didn't make paper dolls. I, my mom did not chase me around with a crocodile. Um, uh, this, was, this was my version of my childhood thing. How many of y'all had this growing up, right? right? How many of you, just give me a little wave, yeah, yeah. Yeah, alright, some of you had it, right? Okay. I love this. Oh my gosh, this prototypes, right? And uh, the, the ones with the ships as well. I remember asking my mom, Mommy, what's knots? You know, uh, I thought it was like knots, right? But it's not, right? Um, and I remember the, one of my core memories, right, is of my mom playing this one with me, right? And and this, this is not very mumsy type of game, you know. It's like it's very like little boys, you know. Um, uh, if you don't know how to play, you've never played this before. You just kind of like hold cards, and then you read out one attribute like maximum power output, you know. And then like like you challenge each other. Mine is like 160 HP, and then like mine is 140. Then I sapu your card, right? And so so you would do that until one person has the whole deck. And I remember distinctly an afternoon, a late morning afternoon, where my mum sat down and played 
the ship's one with me. And we played, and I had so much fun. I just remember that I, I remember my mum, me, we were sitting on the bed in the children's room, and, uh, and she was, uh, and I had so much fun. And after one round, may have gone two rounds, um, I wanted her to keep playing with me. And then she said, no, I got to go down and cook lunch already, right? Um, which is the story of every mum, by the way, right? Um, is that she wished probably she could keep playing with her children as well. But the house needs to keep going, right? And at a young age, you don't really know. And so you just long for more, right? But that was my story. And I can tell you this, I have very fond memories of my mother. Life was not perfect, right? Um, and, and there were all kinds of other things as well. But I remember what I received. Now, here's the thing. Um, I don't want to assume, as I said just now, that all of us uh, received something um, that left us with great memories. Some of us received not enough. Some of us did not receive uh, the kind of joy, the kind of love. Maybe your home was not a happy home growing up, right? Um, and when we ask ourselves, and I will ask you right now, what did you receive as a child? I'm going to take a moment to just even pause and ask you and invite you into a journey into your own childhood and ask you to remember and think back, what are some of the things that you received from your mother or from your parents? Are there happy memories? It'd be nice if you had happy memories and I thank God that I have some. Are there not so happy memories? They all come together to become part of who you are. And I want to just continue this invitation and invite you to sit in it for just a moment because I would like to pray along with you for a moment. And I'll tell you why. For those of us, and I believe it's for all of us, we've all grown up with some measure of less happy memories. An occasion like Mother's Day can sometimes remind you that you did not have the kind of mother that are you know, pedestalized and oh, mother of the year, yay, you know. Um, and everybody celebrates the mothers and maybe sometimes even pastors like myself will come on stage and talk about mothers in a very glowing and very uh, a celebrated way. And maybe Mother's Days are hard for you because when you hear uh, um, all these things said about mums, you think about your own mum and maybe it just does not line up. Maybe you feel that, hey, that's... That's someone else's mum. Someone else who's more fortunate than me who had that kind of mum. But for me, I did not, right? And I want to acknowledge you today. And I want you to know that if you did not have the kind of mother um, whom people would celebrate, whom people would tell stories about or put column inches into in newspapers, I want you to know that all those things come and go, but the Lord is in the process of reparenting every single one of us. And so if you did not grow up with the kind of mother that you wish you had, I want you to know that God is in your life. And God is ever ready, ever present, constantly reaching out to renew and to restore and to repair. I should say that in the opposite direction. To repair and then to restore and then to make new again. That which He gave to fallen, normal, ordinary human beings and in our sin and in our brokenness and in our fallibility, right? In our error, we sometimes hurt each other and we break that which we were given to care for and steward. God will and can put it back together again. Let us pray right now for a moment. Just want to minister to every single one of you as you access your memories of your own childhood. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when we think about what we receive, Lord Jesus, for those of us with fond memories of our times with our mothers, Lord, thank you so much. For those of us who have memories of growth and learning, Lord Jesus, we know that your hand was there through it all. Thank you so much. Father, for those of us who do not have such great memories growing up, Father, we asked many times, sometimes we cried out into the silence of the night, saying, God, where were you in those days? Lord, 
Why were you not there to protect me, to help me, to stand with me, to, to, to shield me or to parent me? And why others had great childhoods or at least better ones? Why did I have to go through what I went through? And you've cried, but the Lord says, I've heard your cry. I've heard your cry. And the Lord says, I am with you and I was with you. And for every sudden scolding that made you frightened as a child, remember that I too bore the stripes of wounds, of, of hurt, of being yelled at, of being beaten, of being flogged, of being spat on, of being rejected, of being kicked out. So the Lord says to you today, I see you. I have seen you your whole life. And I am longing to restore. So Lord Jesus, we ask and pray that you reach deep into our hearts, into the place of some of our core memories of our mothers. And where there are places that need restoration, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will reach deep in and touch all wounds and bring restoration for your holy hand to reach in and bring about a resolving, bring closure. Help us to find closure with some of these things um, that were left open and untended. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything that we receive because good or bad, they have made us into who we are. And for those of us whom good things made us gentler, better, stronger, more loving, more generous, Lord, we thank you for those gifts. For those of us for whom hard times made us resilient, and tougher and also stronger and also more savvy and also more wise father we also thank you for them we thank you that every type of journey can be used by your good hand to restore and to renew and to bring us to be who we are today for the word of god reminds us that sometimes the enemy means things for evil but you always meant it and can use it for good for the saving of many people in jesus name we pray amen amen right the first thing what i talked about is the things we receive the next thing that i want to just talk about today on this morning is the things we remember the things we remember you know memory is a very tricky thing it's a very slippery thing right and most of the time um, i actually prepared a very different sermon uh on wednesday and thursday you know and then you know i started to to rearrange things and rethink it you know but we often think that memory is one of those things that it's kind of linear it's like you go into this imagine going to a room uh, full of uh, um full of uh, filing cabinets and, it, and we think about memories a little bit like how we go in and then we just find the right filing cabinet and then we retrieve and access um, memories. But actually, in my own experience, I don't know about you, I find that not to be the case. In fact, I find memories to be very slippery, you know. Um, maybe as I grow older, in my 40s now, I'm just starting to slip as well, you know. Um, but I find that even the process of remembering is not quite so organised, right? Sometimes you find yourself trying to trace back to something and then sometimes you remember, how many of you when you remember a certain your, your childhood home. Yeah, we all have childhood homes, right? How many of you when you remember your childhood homes, you always go back to one or two key memories? Yeah? How many of you, you do? Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. You like a few things stand out or key memories of certain people. You don't remember everything. One or two pops up, right? Now, in the story that we had just read, um, uh, we see a bit of that as well. But before that, I think I have a bit of a scripture, right? Um, yeah, I'll pause on the story. I'll explain this slide, right? Explain this slide and then I'll move on. Right? In Deuteronomy 6, um, God works with his people in the area of remembering 
And he does this over and over again, by the way. I just picked up Deuteronomy 6. It's one example. He says, when your son asks you, sons or daughters, by the way, yeah, when your sons or daughters ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and of the statutes, in other words, the religious laws, right? Uh, um, the, the laws that govern uh, Israel's life. When your children ask you, what's the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that Yahweh our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, right? And here's the key. What do you say? You can say a lot of things. For example, you could say that these are to help us to live a good life. You could say that, oh, these are uh, um, to help you succeed, right? But no, quite very different. He doesn't point them from the loss to the future. He points them from the loss to the past. He says that you shall say to them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Now you have to understand this. God's people... One generation, one and a half generations came out from Egypt. They saw, they saw the sea part. They walked through it. They saw the seas close. They saw the miraculous, perhaps the most miraculous thing in the Bible before the cross and the empty tomb was the exodus from Egypt. And that is something that's always stayed in the minds of God's people. Why did it always stay in the minds of God's people? Because God commanded that they keep remembering it. He kept reminding them of it. Such that every time their children think about the, oh, how come uh, uh, must learn the Torah? How come so many testimonies? How come so many statutes? How come got so many rules? Remember, we were slaves in Egypt and God delivered us with a mighty hand. And then He gives them a meal. He gives them that Passover meal, right? Uh, uh, for them to keep remembering. What is God doing through the giving of these this remembrances? Remembrances, right? What is God doing? He is turning the exodus from Egypt into a core memory for Israel. Now, I want to say this. All of us have core memories. We, talk, we dipped into this at camp. So for those of you who, are at, who were at camp, um, it's a bit of a continuation. For those of you who are newer, a core memory is like a memory that really stands out. It's really clear, right? And you don't know why it's so clear. When you think about your childhood, bang! One, two, three will pop up, right? Uh, slowly, one by one. And it's very hard to think about the day-to-day, -day, but it's very easy to remember that one or two very clear-cut moments. Now, it applies the same to a nation, by the way. Uh, I didn't mean to take today's little sermonette into a heavy place, but they have core memories as a nation. And generations after that continue to be school in having it as a core memory, you know, because they were taught over and over again about it. For us in Malaysia, we have our core memories as well, right? Merdeka is a form of core memory because it's repeated many times. But unfortunately, we have other post-Merdeka core memories that are actually maybe even more traumatic that as a nation, we remember them as well, right? That's how core memories work, right? They trigger a whole bunch of emotions and memories. Now, what is God doing here? He is reminding them of certain things so that when you think about everything, you think about it through, in a way, the gateway, right, of these super, these super memories, right? They're super strong uh, 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 things. They act almost like gateways. Now, why is this important for all of us? Let me, let me go away from this scripture now for a moment and bring you back to the story. Right? Remember when that little girl um, uh, went to the grass and she was playing with the paper dolls in the grass and then the boy came, right? And the boy came with the, with the scissors. I'll snip you, right? And he cuts the paper dolls up and throws them into the air, you know? And what happens to the paper dolls? The pieces in the story, of course it's a fantastical story, the pieces come back together they come back together and they fly, but they no longer fly like, you know, in the field. They fly into her memory. And in her memory, they join up with many other things there. They join up with um, little white mice. They join up with uh, the butterfly hair slide that she kept losing, you know. They join up with um, the, 
the kind grandma, they join up with the goldfish, they join up and if you can uh, later take a copy of the book, you know, and thumb through it uh, uh, in close proximity, you'll see lots of other things as well. The, the bus shows up, you know, the dinosaur shows up, the tiger slippers show up, you know, there's a little bear, there are a bunch of other things, right? And when I think about my own childhood, certain core memories do pop up. Certain small, what it seems like insignificant things show up as well, right? And, and I, like this, I like this little piece of art, you know, because it reminds me of how when we remember the past, sometimes as adults, we expect ourselves to remember very very logically important things, right? Like, oh, first day of school. Oh, the day we got this prize. Oh, you know, last day of school. Oh, the day I got, went to uni, right? But in reality, we access all kinds of random things, you know, um, that, that almost feel disconnected. Like, why am I remembering this? Why does that particular toy or that particular bedroom uh, uh, um, jump out so clearly in my mind? And I want you to not rush when you have these memories, right? But to sit in them and to understand, and maybe it would take you a bit into a journey of finding reconciliation with your past. You know, just now I talked a little bit about, and I prayed with you in ministering to those of you who had less happy childhoods, right? And, and mothers or lack of a mother or mothers who did not give you that picture-perfect childhood. I want to minister to another area for those of you who have memories you have maybe even core memories of things and times with your mother, um, but you miss her. You miss her because um, either she is no longer with you anymore, um, or maybe she is no longer with you, but you missed out on an opportunity to do more with her. Maybe you regret. Maybe you regret not spending more time with her when you had her with you. Maybe you were looking forward to a certain amount of time together and then things suddenly took a turn. Maybe health took a turn. Maybe life took a turn and you ended up having to move overseas and then you, know, you never lived in the same city again. You, maybe she left you know, while you were away. You know, for whatever reason, there, there will be for some of us who think back, there were happy memories, but somehow maybe truncated, maybe cut short, maybe short-lived, or maybe you miss opportunities to spend more time. And for those of you, you trace back, you access your memories, and they are bittersweet. Sweet because they were good times, but bitter because you wish that you did things differently. Now, even for those of us who are younger, and our mums may still be around, but we're all so busy and we're all flying from place to place to place and thing to thing, you know. Today's Mother's Day and I, and I do trust that you will celebrate your mothers, you know. And I will also trust that this won't just be a Mother's Day thing, but it will be an orientation, right, for your heart in how we think about our mums. And I, I'm preaching that to myself because uh, if our online is up, then likely my mum is online as well. Um, but if uh, I think online is not up today. But anyway, our online is down today, right? Um, so we are we're offline church today. And so my mum will be trying to log in to, the, to, to our service and not there. What a great son I've turned out to be. <laughs> um, but I want to minister. I want to minister into this area because... Because I think it's sometimes an overlooked part of, of, of our growing up, right? And I don't know if I have another slide. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I do have another slide, right? How many of you have watched um, Before I Pray? Um, how many of you are familiar with Mary Poppins Returns? You watch Mary Poppins Returns, the one with Emily Blunt, yeah? You can just stretch your hand out, right? Okay, yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're familiar with that film, right? Um, there is a beautiful moment in that film um, Stories about the three children, okay, and the father um, is newly widowed, okay, if that's the white word, right? He's newly lost his wife, and so he's trying, he's struggling uh, to be a single father, and he's not doing a very good job of it, you know, and he's, he's singing and calling out to his recently uh, deceased wife, and he's just wondering, how does he, how does he be a single dad, right? Um, and, 
And then Mary Poppins comes into their lives and, you know, and, and as she does, you know, um, brings some kind of resolution and some kind of emotional closure, right? And there is a song, it's called The Place Where Lost Things Go, right? Where the children are feeling sad about having lost their mum. And Mary Poppins sings this song to them. And as I was looking at this slide, and I was thinking about the way memory works and how these little paper dolls flew into this weird space called our memories, right? And it's stored there somewhere. And it reminded me of this song from Mary Poppins Returns. And I'm going to show you the lyrics. In fact, I'm going to attempt singing it, okay? Please don't laugh, okay? Okay? Um, Do you ever lie awake at night Just between the dark and the morning light Searching for the things you used to know Looking for the place where the lost things go Do you ever dream or reminisce Wondering where to find what you truly miss Well, maybe all those things that you love so Are waiting in the place where the lost things go memories you've shared gone for good you feared they're all around you still though they've disappeared nothing's really left or lost without a trace nothing's gone forever i can't hit that note right only out of place so when you need her touch and loving gaze gone but not forgotten is the perfect phrase smiling from a star that she makes glow trust she's always there watching as you grow find her in the place where the lost things go father i just pray Father, I just want to minister to every single one of us who miss our mums. We miss our mothers because we missed out. And at the times when we had them, we were busy running after so many other things. We were busy making a life for ourselves. We were busy uh, um, just being busy. And we missed them. And today when we look back, we say, Lord, what a missed opportunity to spend more days with my mum, to spend more time showing her that I loved her. Maybe I never even said to her, I love you, mummy. Maybe we had a whole life planned together and we did not get to live that life out. Maybe, Lord Jesus, you have a better plan for us. And though we were foolish in our neglect, or maybe we were just didn't know better or maybe life just happened and we had no choice but Lord Jesus we bring before you all these remembrances of our mums we bring before you our memories of her and we ask Lord God that you bring closure to our hearts for those of us in our hearts we never had closure with mum because things just happened so quickly Maybe you never had closure, perhaps because things just didn't go well at the end also. Or maybe she was sick and you never knew that you would never spend another healthy day together again. And then it was just months and maybe even years of caring in the condition of being sick and then everything ended. Father, Father, I just ask that you come in and bring closure to our times with our mums. Bring restoration and healing also if there are moments where we feel that we missed out and moments where we feel that we were not a good daughter or a good son. Father, I ask that if there is any of us who walk around every day with not just the grief, but maybe even sometimes the guilt of not having been a good enough daughter or a good enough son, Lord, on behalf of our church on this morning, please forgive us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did not spend the time with mum. I'm sorry I was not kinder to her. I'm sorry that I did not see that she was under so much pressure 
And because I couldn't see, I lashed back at her. I'm sorry that I forgot her. When life was becoming busier and more happening for me, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you forgive me. And if you look upon it as a kind of sin, I ask, Lord, that you forgive my sin. And if that is what you call it, I will let you call it that. And I ask that you cover every part of it with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because it is the blood of Jesus that covers and renews and brings newness into dead old things. So Lord Jesus, we thank you. We surrender this part into your hands. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we receive, we remember, and then we pass down. You know, recently read, um, uh, I think it was an Instagram meme uh, that was going around. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, but someone had posted something to say that you don't, there is actually a finite number for everything that you're doing. As in, how many times more you will do it. You know, um, uh, there is an actual finite number to how many more times you will show up in a church. You know, the number may be very big. But it's still a finite number. There is no unending number, uh, so to speak, for that. And I recently was just explaining to my just yesterday, I was explaining to my children about how um, I come from a family of of six children with my parents. So there's eight of us, right? And we had fixed seatings at our dining table, you know. And so we would sit in a circle, okay. And I always occupied one particular seat you know, between my parents, okay, youngest, okay. And so I was just telling them that. Um, I don't remember the last time the eight of us sat around that table like that. And of course, for those of you who know me a bit better, you'll know that my brother uh, is one year older than me and since passed away, right? Um, I don't remember the last time the eight of us sat around that table like that. And I'm sure that in the days leading up to it and in the meals leading up to it, that number was ticking down from five times left to sit around the table like that as the eight of you. Four, three, Two, one, but we didn't know. No one told us on that particular dinner or on that particular lunch that we would never sit together around a table like that ever again. This was the last time. But then one thing or another would happen. This sister gets married, and then, you know, it's never just the eight of us anymore. You know, maybe there's a husband there, or maybe someone goes overseas, and maybe it will always be just seven or six of us, you know, and then things happen, and over time, my brother would leave us, you know, and then we would never, we would never get that back again. And I never knew. I always imagined that that would last forever, but it didn't. And what hit me when I saw the Instagram meme was that um, it said that there is going to be a, there is a number of how many times you're going to eat with your parents um, uh, from today onwards. It's a fixed number. You don't know what that number is. On some level, I think we, can, we are in control of how big that number is going to be. But for some of you, that number came and went and you weren't ready for it. And there'll be many other things that you're not ready for. Now I want to speak to parents. There is a finite number of the time you will spend with your children together. Not just you, but you spouse and children. Or you alone with your child. Or you with this child. Or you with both kids or three kids. There is a fixed number. And it's in these moments where you will do that passing down. It's in these moments where whatever that you received, whatever that you remember, finds its way to come out again. But my friends, we don't know. And I rather we, I don't know if I rather we knew. I think if we knew, it would be, it would make us very anxious. And as the number drew to a close, I think we would be filled with all kinds of grief that we won't know how to process. And maybe it is this way because God meant for it to be this way. But as long as we do not know, church, I want to encourage you that there is a time that is passing and each of us is growing up or growing old with each passing day. But I want you to pay attention to the times where you are passing something down. Because you don't always know that you are passing something down. You are passing something down very often in a, in a subtle way, in an unconscious way. Quite much in the same way your memories come back and are, and are combined in unconscious ways, we also pass things down unconsciously. For this mother, 
I love it that her mother made paper dolls with her. And then as an adult, as a mother herself, she also made paper dolls um, with her daughter. But notice how it doesn't come out exactly in the same way, right? Uh, um, uh, her paper dolls are now called Poppy and Pinky and Binky the Blinky and Fred with one eyebrow and Flo with the bow, right? And, and, but here's the thing, right? Uh, we may sometimes think about, like I said just now, all the logical big moments, right? That graduation, that prize-giving ceremony. But often, it is not even the superstar moments of our childhoods that speak to us most. It is in the little things. It is in the attention that mom gave you or dad gave you or a brother or sister gave you. It is the attention and the time that someone spent with you and gave to you, offered to you, right, that gets stored up inside you. And then years later, inside you, it, it interacts with all these other things that you receive over the years and you remember over the years and then it comes out at the very end of it. And you don't know how it will come out. For, for, for this story, it comes out in a way that is very similar to how she received it with some changes. Now, for every single one of us, we go through that same story. We go through that same story. You may be a parent and you're thinking of your children and what you are passing down. You may be a leader in the workplace and you might have to find a way to think of it, of it if you don't have children, how you're passing down and what you are passing down to your juniors who are under you, to your staff team. For some of us, we are leading in church and God has given you a group of people in the flock to steward and to care for and to grow and to disciple. The question always that, that, that we have to ask is, what are we passing down? And the Lord has been with you. He has been with you, giving you the seeds and sowing into you the attention, the focus, the love, and entering into your world to know you and be known by you. And this is my question to you. Not really so much what are you passing down, but pass down. It's not so much a question. Pass down this. Pass down being seen, being known, being loved. So that the person who is so-called under your care, whether it's a workplace person under your care, whether it's a church person under your care, whether it's a child who is under your care, pass down that they are seen, truly, genuinely acknowledged, noticed. Because sometimes we can grey our children out, right? Pass down being seen. Pass down that they are really known that you would take time not just to keep talking and talking and talking and talking. And I do that. I, I, I realize that I'm quite, a, I'm quite a naggy, I'm not quite a naggy father, right? Um, I need to curb that as well, right? Um, but to take time to really hear them. And we need, it takes patience, right? Because kids aren't always the, uh, um, have the articulation that we have the patience for. And it takes time to just slow down and to hear them and to ask and to probe and to allow their child identity to come out so that we can hear them because maybe no one ever gave us that time as well and we were never heard and we were never seen and we were maybe even never loved but passed down that the children around us are known they are loved they genuinely feel loved that we can enter into their world so that the small things can really speak to them that your effort to become a child with them or to become, or to acknowledge them, like even for a brief moment, like a peer. And that was what I received when my mom played the cards with me, right? I felt like a peer with my mom. I felt like she was, she was like a friend to me. And that meant a lot to me. Let's remember that we are passing down legacies every day. Let's remember that we are growing something, even when we are not intentionally growing it, we are growing it. And the Lord says, a new commandment I give to you, right? That you love one another, just as I've loved you, right? Remember, receive, remember, remember, and remember, pass down, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Lord Jesus, on this Mother's Day, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you teach us. Teach us how to step forward, and to pass down Christ, to pass down 
life, to pass down love, to pass down all the things that you have so diligently sown into us over the years. Can I have the worship team on stage? Father, we seek you, Lord God. And on this Mother's Day, we want to remember what we have received from life, from mums or even from homes. We want to remember our mothers and hold it in attention of love, closure and appreciation for what you are doing, whether it was through good or bad. And we want to remember our our responsibility or our duty or call, our joy. Actually, it's our life of joy to keep on being someone who hands down the good news that God loves you. And because God fills you with love, you can fill the next person with love. Father, we want to thank you, Lord God. And Father, we ask, Lord, that you be in our midst on this morning because church, God is active and God is present. He is not so far that He cannot be reached. He is right here with you and He's ministering in your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's healing all wounds. He's giving you strength and He's giving you ideas of how you can keep sowing it on and loving the next person. So Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we ask that you bless this Mother's Day. You bless our time together and take us from here to our respective homes, to our meals, to our phone calls, to our text messages, or to our gatherings in our families um, so that we can celebrate mum or celebrate the memory of mum. For those of us who will be celebrating Mother's Day without our mums, for whatever reason, Lord, I pray and ask that you use this time, you use this time in church to commune with mum and you, to commune with the memory of mum and the active healing power of our living God so that this Mother's Day will not be like just any other day or just any other commemorative day. It will be a day of your work in our hearts and in our lives. So Lord Jesus, just ask that you saturate us with your love. Church of the Lord says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. See how it springs up. I am bringing a river into a wasteland. I'm going to cause springs to rise up in the desert. See how I am doing a new thing. Lord, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that in all our lives, whether it's in our homes, whether we missed old chances but have new ones, or whether we are young parents with all of our children growing up ahead of us, or whether we have no ch- physical children but we have many people under our sphere of influence, Lord, thank you that you are doing a new thing. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask and pray that this Mother's Day be a day of new beginnings, Lord Jesus. So thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of His countenance towards you and give you shalom. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. All of God's people say, Amen. Amen.